What do you think? And the doors you open together. Welcome to the morning show. Andy is still off. When's Andy coming back, Brandon? A couple of weeks. <laughs> a couple of weeks. No, actually, Andy will be back uh, next week. Here we are on the last day of September, or if you're watching Friday, the first day of October, and another beautiful day. A chilly night overnight, 46 degrees. That's our current temperature, and that is our overnight low. We are expected to get to the uh, low 70s today. Normal high for this time of year, 68 degrees. For both Friday and Saturday, or uh, Thursday and Friday, sunny and high of 71. Saturday late in the day, uh, rain and into Sunday as well. So a couple more beautiful days. A uh, good day to enjoy the green market at Henry Ford Allegiance Health. It runs from now till two o'clock this afternoon. Uh, still enjoying outdoor weather for the outdoor market. And that is a year-round market. They'll move indoors uh, later this fall. And uh, they've not yet announced where they're going to be this fall. Last year, there was no indoor market uh, due to COVID. So they're still working on that uh, to secure a location. We continue to uh, monitor the uh, COVID cases in our community. Yesterday, we had 61 new cases. And at Henry Ford Legion South, the latest data we have is from last week. And at that point, 20 persons were being hospitalized for COVID. And the majority of patients being hospitalized here in Jackson County and statewide, uh, over 90% are unvaccinated. Our vaccination rates in Jackson County slightly inching up at this moment. According to the state of Michigan, 54.9% of those 12 and older have had at least their uh, have are fully vaccinated. 54.9 in Jackson County fully vaccinated. 59% 12 and older have had at least their first dose. And the uh, differences are uh, in, in the demographics. People 65 and over, the vaccination rate, fully vaccinated Jackson County, 65 and over, 80%. So the uh, young continue to lag in vaccinations. Our positivity rate is 9.65%. Statewide yesterday, the MDHHS reported 100 COVID deaths since Monday. 100, that's the highest single day tally in four months. And new cases rose by nearly 7,000 over the two day period. So far, September has had 635 deaths. That's up by more than 200 since last month. Total confirmed COVID deaths, almost 21,000 in the state of Michigan. We have a new budget. Governor Whitmer yesterday signed the budget. Uh, she deemed some Republican-backed COVID budget uh, restrictions to be unconstitutional. Uh, basically, the state budget had a few line items uh, that would prohibit the state from enforcing either a vaccination mandate or a mask mandate. And the penalty would be pulling funding from counties where the county health officer has put in those restrictions. The governor crossed those out, not part of the budget. The governor also uh, removed uh, about $15 million in funding that the Republicans had in there that would have been uh, geared toward um, anti-abortion uh, education and uh, other types of funding, uh, but the governor crossed that out as well. It's a do or die day in Washington. Today's the uh, last day of the fiscal year, which means the uh, federal government could shut down at midnight and dollars would stop being spent by the federal government. And as you know, 
There are uh, votes planned in Washington today. Speaker Pelosi plans for a vote on the infrastructure bill, which, uh, as you've been seeing, the news out of Washington, th there's just not a lot of agreement, and there aren't big hopes for uh, anything to happen today. Uh, we've been uh, reporting uh, school outbreaks, and something uh, tr strange happened uh, this week. Uh, we noticed that uh, the number of school outbreaks actually went down, and Bridge Magazine uh, did an investigation and found out that the state is reporting school outbreaks differently. Up until Monday, the state was uh, counting any school with two or more cases as an outbreak. They changed the parameters. Now it's three or more cases constitute a, an outbreak. So that does, uh, decreasing the number of outbreaks reported does make it more difficult to track Michigan outbreaks over time in school. Uh, so the state counting at uh, this point outbreaks where there are three or more or 10% of teachers and students in a specified uh, group or building contracting COVID. So the numbers will be, uh, at least for the next couple of weeks, they won't match with previous outbreaks. But we do know in Jackson County there are uh, 60, about 60 cases of students and staff with COVID. And in a couple of buildings, there are eight or nine. We've got uh, Napoleon, uh, we've got some JPS buildings, Northwest. Uh, throughout the county, uh, just about every district has at least um, a couple of cases. Brandon, I know uh, one of the most important parts of uh, university life for you was the dining hall. That, for me, was the most fun of campus, and not this year. Have no. you heard? Yeah. The, there's uh, a number of dining halls that are closed. At Michigan State University, they've closed uh, Brody and Landon, and those are two popular dining halls. And anybody that either has gone to Michigan State or has visited friends as they, they've paid a visit to those dining halls. Uh, the problem is student staffing. Normally, Michigan State gets about 2,400 students that apply for uh, work on campus, including in dining halls. Normally, 2,400. This year, only 400 kids put in uh, applications to work. So there are vice presidents. The uh, director of food service is working the line at one of the dining halls, and they've limited a lot of the menu items. The soft serve machine is not even operating in some of the dining halls. So think about that if you're planning a trip to uh, Michigan State, but I guess that's happening uh, all over the state. Have you noticed uh, there's some activity going on at the uh, former East End Kroger? Uh, we're getting an, a new store. It's Aldi. Aldi will be adding their second location in Jackson at the site of the former East Michigan Avenue Kroger, and that's an expansion uh, by doubling their uh, presence here in Jackson. Uh, there have been rumors that a Trader Joe's was going in that location. Now, Aldi and Trader Joe's, they're the same company, so it's still a possibility, but according to uh, documents filed with the uh, township, it looks to be on Aldi. Yesterday, Julie Alexander got some new, uh, good news. I believe it's good news for Julie Alexander. House Speaker Jason Wentworth uh, named Julie to the House Committee on Commerce and Tourism. So now Julie Alexander has four committee assignments, which is quite unusual. She's on, um, let's see, uh, Commerce and uh, Tourism. She's the chair of the Agriculture Committee. She's on Health Policy, as well as Local Government and Michigan Finance. She's appointed to this committee because another House member was removed, and that was Representative Steve Marino. They pulled him off all of his committee assignments because um, he's been making some news that isn't good. He uh, threatened his ex-girlfriend, who was also a House member, Representative Mary Manoogian. 
She's, he sent text messages to uh, Representative Manoogian to hide on the House floor. Uh, also, you're truly the worst human being I've ever met, and I hope your car explodes. So this is conduct unbecoming a House member. So he continues to serve in the House, but he's been uh, stripped of his committee assignments. Yesterday, Senator Debbie Stabenow and Senator Gary Peters, along with Governor Whitmer, announced that the Center for Family Health is going to be receiving $839,000 in funding to support uh, healthcare construction and renovation projects at the Center for Family Health. This funding from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services included in the American Rescue Plan. And uh, since it's uh, designated for uh, construction and renovation, we are imagining that the Center for Family Health will be doing um, likely some uh, updates. We've got our uh, Extreme Dodge Jackson County scoreboard brought to you by Extreme Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Uh, make sure you stop in and visit Extreme Dodge and their great team of people. They really make car buying easy. You can, you can do it in an hour. No kidding. Uh, there's no managers they have to go get permissions from and there's no secret behind the door dealings. It's all uh, right there. You deal with one person from start to finish. In volleyball, Marshall beat Western 3-2. to two. The Panthers lost in five sets at home on Wednesday. Marshall won set 5, 15-10, giving the Panthers their first loss in the Interstate 8 Conference. Kata Herrick finished with 16 kills. Hannah Pratt tallied 61 digs. And Bryn Rogers finished with 50 assists for Western. Now 12-2 and 1 overall, 3-1 in the I-8. Harper Creek over Lumen Christie, 3-1. Boys soccer. Onstead, five, Columbia Central, zero. Boys tennis last night at Lumen. The Titans defeated Marshall. Nolan Varner won a hard-fought 3-6-6-4-6-2 win for the Titans at number one singles. Jack Melnick, Anthony Johnstone were 6-4-6-1 at number one doubles. Jake King, Broderick Gregory won 6-2-6-1 at number two doubles. And Cade Nelson and Brady LaFere won 6-love, six 6-1 six at number three doubles for Lumen Christie. In girls golf, the Jackson County Invitational at Cascades Golf Course. Grosseal edged Lumen Christie by three strokes, 351-354 in the Jackson Golf Invitational at Cascades. Western finished third, 365, Michigan Center fourth. Uh, Jackson placed sixth, Hanover Horton was eighth, Columbia Central ninth, Grass Lake tenth, Napoleon eleventh. East Jackson 12th, Cameron Shannon of Michigan Center shot an even par 72 to earn medalist honors, and she's been at the uh, top of the leaderboard all season long. Sydney Redovich of Western was second with 76, teammate Brune Savage tied for fifth with 82, and Natalie Kalka of Jackson and Logan Bentley of Columbia Central seventh with 84. And that is the Extreme Dodge, Jackson County Scoreboard brought to you by Extreme Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. New Jeeps arriving daily at Extreme Dodge. Check out their uh, ever-growing inventory on Seymour Road. Our job of the week, our job of the day, being brought to you by Michigan Works Southeast. Today, from the Michigan Department of Corrections, get dedicated, reach success. Corrections is hiring. There are immediate openings. In fact, today, you can uh, go to the Martin Luther King Jr. Center between now and 2.30 this afternoon. Uh, hiring personnel are on site at MLK, and you could get hired on the spot. They are interviewing and hiring for corrections officers and kitchen staff positions at the King Center. Need a job? Well, there are some great ones at MDOC. Officers start at $18.56 an hour. There are signing bonuses, paid training, and more. Michigan Department of Corrections with great opportunities. And that is our job of the day. Brought to you by Michigan Works Southeast. Well, today on the morning show, we have an action-packed lineup for you. Dr. Matthew Badke will be with us from Jackson College. He's the chair of the science department. Also from Spring Arbor University, head of alumni relations, Brian Knapp. And our Chamber Connection today, brought to you by Experience Jackson. Craig Hatch will be here, along with Sarah Ermitanger from True Community Credit Union. 
That's all here today on The Morning Show, brought to you by the Pick Center. And Dr. Badke joins us after this. With proper alignment, your vehicle's tires can last a lot longer. At G-Force Automotive, we perform a comprehensive front-end inspection and perform a complete alignment on your car, truck, or SUV. We'll keep you driving straight down the road. At G-Force Automotive, we make friends one car repair at a time. At Consumers Energy, we believe change is imagining. Change is big, small, clean, him, them, us, you. Together, we can bring clean energy to Michigan and protect the environment for generations to come. Learn about your clean energy choices and how you can become a force of change. Consumersenergy.com slash change. Trick or treat? Forget the trick and just treat yourself this fall. Now through October 31st, when you open a qualifying auto loan or personal loan or refinance from another financial institution, you'll have the chance to win up to $500 on a scratch-off ticket from American One Credit Union. And every scratch-off ticket is a winner. For more information or to apply for an American One loan, visit AmericanOneCU.org. Federally insured by the NCUA. Whether you're looking for yourself or someone special, there is something for everyone in the Tiny Pear Tree Trading Company located in downtown Brooklyn. Our charming boutique offers high quality and unique finds in clothing, shoes, jewelry, and a precious baby section. Celebrate beautiful Michigan with our Michigan State of Mind wear and decor. We carry specialty products to help you craft memorable entertaining in your home. Our seasonal decor creates a quintessential area and you can elevate your space with the perfect scent by Swan Creek Candles. Not sure what to get a special someone? Gift certificates are in style all year long. You need a plumber? From leak repairs to new construction. Grimes Plumbing Company, licensed and insured, proudly serves the Jackson area with fast, reliable service. No hot water? Drains clogged? Call Grimes Plumbing today. Proudly serving Jackson County. Just imagine how long your retirement will be. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? Do you have enough saved? Can your retirement portfolio survive a stock market downturn? So many times I hear, I wish I would have talked to you sooner. I am Brian Smith with Summit Wealth Advisors and I'm here to answer your questions. Well, we are so glad to have you with us today on The Morning Show and we're also glad to have back with us the chair of the Science Department of Jackson College Dr. Matthew Badke. Matthew, welcome back to the show. Thank you, good to be here again. And can you believe it? I can't, you know, 18, 19 months ago, did you think that we'd still be here talking about COVID? No, I just, I just met with my dean last week and I said, you remember when we were here in May of 2020 and we said, well, this will be a couple months maybe and then we'll be back. And sure enough, you know, it, now it's been, like you said, 18, 19 months. So no, I don't think anybody anticipated it was, going to turn out quite like it did. Um, and I think we now have a better appreciation for um, what, a, what a pandemic can look like and what it can do um, when we get the right mix of symptoms and transmission and asymptomatic carriers and things like that. Um, this has shown us uh, what is possible. And I feel like people had been warning for a while that there was a potential for something like this to happen um, and, and sure enough, now that's what we see. Last December, we thought, uh, in fact, we were hearing Dr. Fauci and, and others, uh, Dr. Scott Gottlieb saying, you know, maybe by June, July of 2021, yeah. when we get the country fully vaccinated, yeah. uh, the pandemic will essentially be over. Right. Obviously, that, that's not happening, the vaccination rate. Right. Um, you know, and, really as a public health expert and you know vir virologist and uh, all that you've studied with uh, vaccinations in past pandemics and really vaccinations to pre prevent uh, disease what what confounds you about this the slow vaccine rollout well I think it's interesting um, the New York Times just had a, a article this morning they're talking about the history of 
uh, vaccine mandates going all the way back to the American Revolution. And George Washington actually was the first one who mandated smallpox vaccination because he was worried about the impact that smallpox was having on the troops. And sure enough, they were able to help, that really helped push forward their campaign to be able to uh, defeat the British by being able to not have 20% or 30% of the army sick with smallpox at any one time. So there's been a, a long history of this in our country and also a long history of people that have been resistant to that. Um, and so I don't think it's necessarily anything new um, that we see that. Um, I think it, what sort of puzzles me sometimes is um, you know, why there's so much resistance to something that is incredibly safe, incredibly effective. Um, and, you know, I feel like part of it is thinking not only about yourself, but about the other people around you and people in your community. Um, and sort of what is our obligation to others around us to prevent them from getting sick uh, and prevent them from getting ill. So um, I don't know. I don't know where, uh, where we're going to be necessarily, um, if rates are going to improve, if we're going to stay about like this. But at this point, we have roughly 60% of folks that are vaccinated. We have another maybe 20% that have gotten the disease and recovered. Um, and so we're starting to get high enough rates of folks that have been vaccinated and folks that have been sick that we're, we're hopefully going to get to that point soon where we, we stop seeing this rise that we've seen. And we have started to see a decrease in cases the last couple weeks nationally now I'm talking about. Uh, Michigan's been pretty good at avoiding some of the worst um, outbreaks that we've seen in other parts of the country, at least so far. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I, I'm hoping that at some point we're going to reach enough herd immunity that we will start to see this become... Uh, less, you know, become the, the cases and deaths get a lot less than where they are right now. With uh, smallpox, uh, if you get smallpox, it's it's very visible and it's right. it looks awful. Right. Same with polio. Right. It's a visible. Uh, it, and with COVID, you don't see people yeah. walking around. Yeah. And that and that's I mean that's why the pandemic has become what it has become. Um, keep in mind that we have an almost identical virus, SARS-CoV-1 that came out in 2003 uh, did not lead to nearly the level of infections and deaths that we see with SARS-CoV-2. And one of the main differences between those two viruses, SARS-CoV-1 only really spreads when people are sick and symptomatic. And so it was pretty easy to, to control that because as long as you checked those people who were really sick, who had a high fever, and prevented them from coming in contact with other folks, you were able to get it under control. Whereas SARS-CoV-2, asymptomatic people can still spread the virus. And so that's the biggest difference is that we have people before they're symptomatic and even some people that are never symptomatic that still have lots of virus and are able to spread that to other people. Very unique thing, not something that we typically see, um, but it's what has allowed this to spread so much more than, like you said, people anticipated a year and a half ago. Booster shots. Uh, we know uh, Pfizer, the third booster's uh, available. Uh, we have a lot of people in Jackson County that got the Moderna. Uh, they're waiting. Uh, do we know how long they're going to have to wait? And if they right. are so anxious they don't want to wait, can they get the Pfizer, even though they got the first two Moderna? I think there's uh, pretty good evidence, at least from the studies that have been done, that it doesn't really matter which brand of vaccine you're getting. Now, I don't know if that will be an issue uh, when you try to go get the booster shot, if somebody's going to say, wait a second, you got the Moderna and you can't get the Pfizer now. But at least as far as the science, there isn't really a big difference. Um, they've shown people that have gotten one of the Moderna and one of the Pfizer or vice versa. It doesn't really seem to make a, a big difference. Um, so I, I, I don't anticipate that that would cause any problems, um, but there might be uh, some issues with, I don't know if a certain clinic or, I'm not sure if they will have a, 
suggestion of maybe waiting until you can get the same one, um, but I don't think it would make a big difference. Kids uh, 12 and older um, can get vaccinated. We're hopeful that kids 5 to 12 are the next group. What's the status of that? Yeah, they definitely will be. Pfizer has submitted their data now to the FDA. Uh, they released their results, I think, last week. Um, and for because so few kids get very sick with COVID-19, they did the study a little bit differently. So normally you would set up a, a, where you would have one group that got the vaccine, another group that didn't, and then you would compare and see how many people got sick with the vaccine group and how many people got sick with the non-vaccine group. And you compare those, and that's what they did for adults. But for kids, they looked at a different uh, factor. They looked instead at what level of antibodies were produced. Um, and they used that as an indication of how effective the vaccine was. And so what they found is that they gave a reduced dose of antigen in the vaccine to kids, because obviously they're a lot smaller than adults, uh, but they found the same level of antibody production in kids that they saw in adults. Um, the same side effects, very few, very minor side effects uh, were seen. Um, and so at least from what Pfizer has reported so far, uh, it seems like it was very effective. Uh, get the same antibody levels, same antibody response, uh, low side effects. Um, so that is submitted to the FDA. The FDA is currently reviewing that. And I think people are hopeful that within maybe a couple weeks, uh, maybe at the end of October, somewhere around there, we will hopefully have the emergency authorization, just like what happened originally for the adult vaccine. Uh, and kids can start getting, getting the two, it'll be the two shot series again. And now that we have literally hundreds of millions of doses administered, uh, does the data hold up real time uh, as to the, the safety and efficacy of the vaccine? Absolutely, absolutely it does. Uh, study after study has showed that even with all the variants that have been coming out and now the Delta variant that's become the, the dominant strain, uh, the vaccines are still very effective, especially at preventing hospitalization and death. Um, so we see that you have, uh, even in countries that have very high rates of vaccination, they still get cases of COVID-19, but what they don't have are the hospitalizations and death. And that's because of those vaccines. They're incredibly effective for all variants that are out there at preventing hospitalization and death. Great. Thanks for uh, your time today. We uh, are always grateful and uh, for your knowledge and your expertise. Good to see you. Great to be here the uh, chair of the science department at Jackson College, Dr. Matthew Badke. Next, we'll uh, cross over to a different campus, Spring Arbor University, getting ready for homecoming. Stay tuned. Minuteman Sewer and Drains, because no matter when it is, as always, Minuteman Sewer and Drain is there with same-day service 24-7, 365. Minuteman Sewer and Drain will be there on that day when you need them. MinutemanSewer.com. I knew coming from changing careers, it was going to be hard for me to get an interview, and I think that's the hardest part nowadays is getting your resume in the right hands and out of how many people apply for the same position, why your resume. She put me in front of the right people, which without her, there was no way I would be in the position I am today. They're knowledgeable, they know what they're doing. They really know what they're doing. So they're really able to help you. I would not have found it without them. The Pick Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and Cack supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week, and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. 
Why is Recruit Specialized Staffing the right choice for you? At Recruit, we have great benefits that we offer from day one, plus great referral bonuses. We have an easy application process that is offered in person or remotely. So apply online today at RecruitSpecialized.com or in person at 1030 Lawrence Avenue in Jackson or call 795-2515 for more information. That number again is 795-2515. At Recruit, we work for you. Recruit Specialized Staffing, an equal opportunity employer. If you're looking for high-quality sheds, then check out Homestead Barns. With nearly 100 options, there's a shed for you. And if not, we can make a custom one to order. We have no credit checks and rent-to-own options, so we're ready to work with you. Visit us today. Someone once told me that every community needs a strong hospital, a strong college, and a strong bank. County National Bank is that bank. CMB provides outstanding personal banking services and is the bank of choice for several nonprofit organizations that serve our communities. It's an honor to be part of the growth of the communities we serve in Jacksonville, Dillonway, and Calhoun counties. And we're proud to help local businesses expand and succeed. CMB is banking that stays in the community. It's the annual HBA of Jackson Home and Garden Show, October 8th through the 10th at the American One Event Center in Jackson. Whether you're planning to build a new home or remodel your existing home, our local pros will be on site all under one roof to help. From the front door to the backyard, you'll find it all at the Jackson Home and Garden Show, presented by the HBA of Jackson and Consumers Energy. Visit jacksonhomeshow.com for more information. We're happy to have with us from Spring Arbor University, the Director of Alumni Relations, Brian Knapp. Hi, Brian. Hi. Good to see you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Bart. It's great to be here. And you're an alum yourself, of course. I am. Yep. 2010. Nice. Uh, why did you choose to go to Spring Arbor University? Well, it was uh, a simple choice for me. Um, I was following my brother, um, <laughs> and, but really having my brother there for two years before I got there, um, just able to see the campus and um, just when we first set foot on campus we knew something was different about the, the college and uh, it was our mom that really got us to go there. Um, she was the driving factor but um, yeah we love the Christian environment, we love the small classroom sizes and um, don't regret it at all. Yeah and uh, that's really a big decision because in your hometown backyard was the Ohio State University. <laughs> that's true, yes. Yep. Um, coming from Ohio, uh, met a lot of grief uh, from my Michigan friends, but um, have married a Wolverine, so we are uh, a divided house <laughs> uh, one day a year. So. Nice. Well, homecoming's coming up. Exactly, yep. We didn't have one last year. No, it was virtual, um, which as you know, Bart, that's not the same <laughs> um, for an event like this. And um, we're just thrilled to be able to be on campus and to host uh, an in-person homecoming. and. You know, it's, it's different um, because, you know, we've had students on campus last year and this year, and we're so grateful for that. Um, but to be able to have our friends and alums back on campus is going to be a really exciting thing. That's something really I think the uh, university has made an effort to get the community to come out for mm -hmm. the homecoming activities. Yeah, and that's something, you know, our tagline this year is experience autumn at the arbor. Uh, and so... Um, we are trying to build on homecomings of the past, um, partnering this year with local entities that everybody loves um, to make an event that you know, is open to the community, Jackson community, Concord, Spring Arbor, um, to be something that, um, we know it says homecoming, so oftentimes you think, okay, it's for students and alumni, but um, we really want Spring Arbor to feel like home to the greater community as well. And no football game because, of course, uh, the Cougars don't have a Correct. Uh, an American football team. Yes. But you, you, you do have sports tied into homecoming. Yes. Yeah, so there's going to be uh, alumni sporting events. We do have a varsity volleyball game, but we also have our homecoming soccer game, which kind of concludes the day. Um, and it is our nationally ranked women's soccer team. So it should be an exciting game. Yeah. What else uh, will be on campus for people to experience? Yeah. So we, um, like I said, we were partnering with some um, community entities that people know well. Um, so American One is uh, our event sponsor this year, um, but we're going to kick things off with a Hinkley 5K Donut Dash. Okay. Um, so uh, whether you like to run or not, I know everybody loves a Hinkley Donut. And so we're going to be 
having Hinkley's after the race, but we'll also be having donut holes at every mile mark. So oh, wow. you can enjoy your donut while you run. You know, that is an incredible incentive to get people <laughs> into the race. <laughs> yes. You're going to have people that have never done a, a, a race, a walk <laughs> yeah. ever before. Just for the donuts, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, and then after that, um, we're going to have uh, what we're kind of calling a fall festival. And again, trying to create a space, whether you're an alum, a parent, a student, a friend, or even a friend of a friend, um, you feel like you can come out and have a, a great time. So we're having live music. Um, we have a Red Egg Farm Kid Zone. Um, so we're doing pumpkin painting, face painting, inflatables. Uh, we'll have live music uh, throughout the day and then uh, food trucks. So we have Tiki Sam's Pizza, uh, Shimmy Shack, um, Junkyard Dog, uh, Tiki Shaved Ice. Um, but we're also having local vendors come on campus as well. So Rustic Market, uh, Fortress, uh, Donation. So, and that's just a few. We have around uh, 15 to 20 vendors that will be on campus for people to enjoy. Um, so really excited. And it's interesting, uh, those vendors, many of those vendors you, you, you spoke about are actually Spring Arbor alum themselves. Yes. Yeah. So we, um, you know, being intentional still to, you know, make it uh, alumni focused and trying to get alums on campus. Um, but again, really partnering with community members um, to draw out anybody who would like to really make uh, our homecoming event part of their fall schedule. So it's, it's not fall until you've come to <laughs> right. homecoming at Spring Arbor. Yeah, uh, perfect time of year, of course. Uh, we'll see colors and you've got you know, beautiful uh, foliage on, on the campus, as you can see with that clock tower shot. And it's, it really is, it, it has a great feel. It, yeah. I, I love it at fall. Yes, it's a, a wonderful place to be. Um, again, Spring Arbor gets its name from all the trees and um, it's a, a great time to come on campus. If it's been for the first time, you'll have a great time. And um, we're excited, yeah, to finish out the day with uh, the president's tailgate and the women's soccer game. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we have a lot of other events going on throughout the day. And so uh, I think the screen has it, but arbor.edu slash homecoming can find all the smaller events that'll also be happening. All right, it's coming up uh, in just over a week. Yes, October 9th, yeah. yeah, it's coming fast. Brian, it seems like uh, more and more students uh, that graduate from Spring Arbor choose to stay in the Jackson area. Absolutely. And that's for you to be able to attract uh, interest among alum and also to get them back on campus, that, that's gonna help your job. Yeah, it, makes a, it definitely makes it easier and I think it makes the overall student experience better too because they're getting to interact with more and more alums um, who enjoy this area. All right, so plan on uh, homecoming. Everyone's welcome. Everything, most of everything is all on the one day. Yes, right. yep. Cool, well, let's hope we have a day like today. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed. Good to see you. Good to see you, thank you, Bart. Uh, Brian Knapp is the Director of Alumni Relations at Spring Arbor University. Next up on the show, we've got our Chamber Connection. Craig Hatch is here with Sarah Ermatanger from True Community Credit Union, just ahead. The Pick Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and Cack supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week, and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. We've had a lot of COVID patients in the back of our trucks. COVID doesn't care who you are, where you live, or if you're healthy. We have a pretty big feeling that even though the numbers are down right now, we're gonna see a pretty big surge by the end of summer, beginning of fall. We don't wanna to have to see people in our truck because of something that's preventable. So it's your decision to get vaccinated and I think that you should do it if you're able to. It's safe and it's time. Manufacturing Day will be celebrated a little differently this year for the fifth annual Jackson County Manufacturing Day. 
Instead of opening doors to hundreds of students this year, the Enterprise Group of Jackson was a leader in the production of a virtual event for Manufacturing Day that includes presentations, processes, and other great content from local school representatives, as well as our manufacturing partners. Beginning on Friday, October 1st, 2021, Manufacturing Day, the video will be made public and posted on the EG's website at enterprisegroup.org. If you are looking for specific information, you can call Debbie Kelly at the Enterprise Group at 788-4330. Come join us in downtown Jackson for K105.3's Fall Fest and Chili Classic. Presented by Trips Collision Centers, Saturday, October 16th, an all-day community event. There will be a petting zoo, pony rides, a cornhole tournament, chili from 12 to 3 with over 50 chilies. Arts, crafts, a beer tent, live performances by Kevin Nichols and Jason Cross, fireworks at dusk, October 16th, downtown Jackson. What happens when kids have more space to learn? There's no hiding in my classroom. All my kids feel like they're important. Da Vinci has helped me change my grades from D's to A's. The online option gives students a different chance to do things at their own pace. Da Vinci helped me feel more safe and welcomed at school. Kids were really nice. No kid would ever be mean to me. They get an education that's going to lead them to, to bigger and better things than they can possibly imagine. Da Vinci Schools, space for every student. Every week on The Morning Show, it's the Chamber Connection, brought to you by Experience Jackson and here from the Chamber and Experience Jackson, CEO Craig Hatch, and from True Community Credit Union Chief Experience Officer, Sarah Ermatanger. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Morning. Morning, Craig. Nice to have you back. Thank you. Let's it's always fun to be here. Last time I saw the two of you were uh, listening to a guy in a bow tie talk about... Uh, <laughs> Economics. Have, yes. you, have you ever tried to tie a bow tie for starters? No. I no. promised that I was going to wear a bow tie to the event, and I was—I had a month to try to learn how to tie one, and I gave up. So I had the little clip on. Yeah. yeah what yeah. an event. They have those ones that just. Yeah. Look yeah. Good. That's uh, that's what I went with. So, um, but yeah, what an event. He, uh, if you didn't get to go, Elliot Eisenberg, the bow tie economist, uh, we had two plus hours with him, mm -hmm. and very entertaining, uh, very energetic, along with I thought some great information. Yeah. 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 If he were my professor in college, I would have learned a lot. <laughs> if he was and, my and enjoyed it. Yeah. If he yeah. was my professor in college, I would have went to class. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that was my problem. <laughs> no. But no, I, that was uh, that was a great event brought up, you know, brought to us with American One, mm -hmm. um, a great partner, and they worked for a couple years to get him here, and. I was kind of confused at why you're going to spend that much time and effort to bring us an economist to sit down and listen to for two hours. Uh, but I thought it just very entertaining and uh, at a time in our life where the economy is very important to all of us, it always is, but we seem to be going through some things that uh, you had some just great information. So really enjoyed the event. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that uh, partnership bringing in Elliot. Uh, another partnership with American One has been with True Community yes. for the hospice. The hospice event, yeah. yeah. So we just um, finished that up uh, in September with the golf outing, and they raised the most money they've ever raised, um, almost six seventy thousand dollars That's and great. So, yeah, 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 the team did a great job, and um, the support of the community and the businesses and um, coming around the hospice home has been just truly amazing. And actually, uh, True Community has been part of that uh, fundraising event the entire history, I believe. And, that's and, and American One. And so American they started one. out um, with that event as well. And so there's just been a history with both credit unions. And so that makes it the perfect alignment for both organizations to come, be come behind yeah. it and support it. So, it's yeah. awesome to see you guys work together. Yes. Yeah, it's you know, especially when you can see, well, there's the obvious benefit the community gets from, from the partnership. Yes, yep. yeah, it's fun. They have a great team over there, so we truly enjoy working with them. I understand that it's uh, raised over the entire history uh, nearly half a million dollars. Yes. That's yeah. awesome. Yep, yep, so we're pretty proud of it. And we're pretty lucky in our community to have True um, and the leadership of True with, with Chrissy and, and that team, mm -hmm. and of course Martha at American One, and the fact, as you said, they're, they're willing to work together. Um, it just benefits the community. So we certainly appreciate that yeah. as well. Yep. True. 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 <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Next uh, big event, and this is back in person this year, Jackspo. Jackspo. Yes. Um, as we're saying, 321 Jackspo, uh, which is our 321 is just a way to 
really try to build energy, especially those last few days leading into the event. It's just a great B2B business showcase. Um, you know, we have a, we start with a luncheon um, with actually, uh, we're speaking about cybersecurity. So we have a great speaker from Raymond talking to us. Then of course we have Jackspo from one to five, which is again a great, um, just a great experience with all a bunch of local businesses getting together and uh, allowing the community to come through, talk to them, learn about them, and to connect with them. And then afterwards we have uh, a, a space we have for some food and drinks and to kind of celebrate the rest of the day and uh, enjoy. It's going to be uh, a busy day for us, but very excited about that. And, and our partners like True mm -hmm. and Anesthesia Business Consultants that have joined us to put that on. Sarah. True Community Credit Union is known for the uh, outlandish outfits and over-the-top <laughs> decor at your booth every I year. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think so. you've won the uh, best booth um, most of the years of Jackspo. No, it's, 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 we, we just try to have fun. We just try to have fun. So, um, so yeah, uh, we're excited to be back in person. It'll be so great to be able to just talk to people again. Mm -hmm. Um, and invite them into your booth and just share your story and share your products and give them updates and just, just connect, reconnect um, with people in person. So we're really excited to do that. I don't know if you uh, released this information ahead of time, but what's your uh, booth and theme going to be this year? I could tell you, but I'd have to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned. Okay. Stay tuned. Well, that's we, one reason to go is to see, because uh, <laughs> people, it's not just like a trade show. People really go all out and, and yeah, getting it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's in the, this year's theme is celebration. We're celebrating coming back uh, in person at Jackspo. Uh, we have a few uh, fun things planned as well. Uh, the kickoff will be fun. Um, Tim Booth on our team never uh, disappoints when he plans something, so he's, uh, he's still working on some good ideas, but uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Now, you have to say it uh, because the exclamation point is in the name of the event this year for the first time, so you have to say it differently. So you have to say, Jackspo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you say it? I think so. Okay. Jackspo. <laughs> uh, any room for uh, more booths? We are about, I would say, 85% sold. Um, Great participation that, you know, we're going to have around 70 plus booths when we, when we finish up. So I'm um, very excited about that. Uh, having American One Center is a great space for it. So we expect it to be beautifully set up. Uh, hopefully all of our partners uh, like True do a great job with decorating and, and celebrating their booth. But yeah, we're, we're getting close. We're, we're going to do a final push next week. Um, we have a new team member joining us, Amanda Loveland. Uh, we'll be starting tomorrow. Uh, very excited about her joining us and being a part of the team. Um, but as she, she comes on next week, we're going to do a final push with those businesses that we think would make a great fit. And we'll have it sold out, hopefully. So if you want a booth, get a hold of us soon, because we're going to make that push next week. Mm -hmm. And by Friday, we expect to be sold out. Sarah, uh, as you said, you've got a lot of people working to get a really cool booth uh, <laughs> displayed this year. But you do that every year. Why is, why is Jacksboro so important to True Community Credit Union? Uh, well, you know, it's, it's the chamber. And so we love to be involved with the chamber. We love to promote local businesses. Mm -hmm. And we like to support local businesses. So not only do I like to share what True Community can provide businesses and members and all of that, we like to learn what we can do and how we can connect with other businesses and support them as well. Mm -hmm. So um, I like to go there and <laughs> learn about other businesses, products, new things, and really learn to see how we can engage with businesses professionally and on a personal level as well. So just supporting local is just so important. Yeah. And one of the exciting things with that local, and it is, it's about supporting local. This is about Jackson. This is about Jackson businesses, the Jackson community coming, seeing those businesses showcase what they have, what products they have and services they have. But we've noticed an, an uptick in new businesses being interested in Jacksonville, businesses that haven't had booths in the past. Um, that's where I say I, I do believe we'll, we'll sell out easily next week because we're just going to go back to those businesses who just haven't signed up this year but are typically with us. Um, but it's, it's been kind of neat to see some new businesses involved wanting to sponsor and or be a part of Jacksonville. So coming out of COVID or coming through COVID, it's really cool to see the, the business community, first off, support the chamber want to be involved with it. It shows that we must have a good product because it's, it's been pretty easy to get folks to want to come in, join us, be a part of the celebration. But it has been really interesting to see some new businesses that we haven't seen at Jackspo um, reach out to us. And they've, they've heard about it. They've heard how much fun it is. They've heard that it's a great place to be and have actually, actually joined us. So that, that makes me feel really good about what the team has accomplished, obviously prior to me. Uh, this is my first in-person Jackspo. And it's, it's just something we can be proud of that 
people are coming to us and wanting to be involved with it. And it's interesting, in other communities, uh, if you see their newspapers or uh, see their media, uh, stores are closing, restaurants are closing. We, I think, have been pretty lucky or blessed that we've made it so far through the pandemic without any uh, serious uh, economic damage to most of our businesses. Yeah, you know, manufacturing has, uh, our manufacturing companies, if you look back all the way to 08, uh, when we had the big downturn, 08, 09. And Michigan got hit, you know, I think before and longer than anybody else. And our manufacturing companies, especially tied to the auto industry, really found ways to, to diversify. So we get through that, they get strong again, and here we are with COVID. And with the supply chain issues and trying to find employees, all the issues they've worked through, we have a great, strong, you know, JAMA in our uh, manufacturing community really works together and does a great job to support each other and they've learned how to diversify, which I think has really helped them make it through this. And that, along with you know, your consumers' energies of the world, your, your larger corporations who have truly stepped up to support the community. And you think about just consumers' energy and what they did with um, giving food out and supporting local restaurants by buying that, those, those lunches and the things that they've done. So you know, the support of those larger businesses, the support of the community for our small businesses, and the manufacturing companies being able to really sustain most of them. You know, we have unfortunately lost some companies, but that is really part of a whole of how this community has made it through. But we have, I, I truly believe Mich or Jackson and Michigan has done better than a lot of communities. Of course, manufacturing has been able to sustain better than a, a Las Vegas when it was tourism. I mean, places like that, yeah. obviously they've had a tougher time than us. So we, we had some things in our favor, but part of those things really, it's the community, it's the businesses and the companies supporting those, the, the community, our, our banking industry and financial industry, with all of the loans coming out and everything, the, the fact that these banks and credit unions came together, worked together, even in some cases, if it's not their client, still to make sure they're getting what they need financially to get through this. All of that together is really how Jackson has been able to sustain, and we're in a really strong place to come out of it. Great. Uh, the weekend, we've got, I know, a couple of concerts, and you got any plans this weekend? Soccer. Oh, yeah, soccer. <laughs> <laughs> soccer. I am laying low this weekend, but yeah, not just this weekend. We have, of course, we have the Downtown Festival coming up with the Chili Cook-Off. We have uh, John Michael Montgomery coming next month. Well, in, in November, we have Low Cash coming in November. Uh, Jackson continues to just, in the, just the downtown. Uh, if you were here just this last Friday again, the, uh, the cruise in. Just a lot of great energy in Jackson. All the restaurants and bars, you know, had either live music or just a great vibe downtown Jackson. Yeah. So, and it just continues. Yeah, and Potter Center reopens uh, this weekend and the uh, Music on Tap returns at the JSO. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, we're yeah. getting back. Yes, back <laughs> yes. in person. That's great. Great to see you both. Thanks for yes, coming in. Thank you so Always much. Always a pleasure, Bart. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure as well. Craig Hatch, CEO of the Jackson Chamber, Jackson County Chamber of Commerce and Experience Jackson. And Sarah Ermitanger is the Chief Experience Officer at True Community Credit Union. Uh, we'll wrap up after this. Gilbert Chocolates has been a Jackson tradition for over 120 years. We've built a reputation for quality gourmet chocolate that you can taste in every bite. Handcrafted and made fresh right here in Jackson. Enjoy a variety of fudge, chocolates, truffles, and more. Create your own gold box or gift basket. Visit us at our new location inside Briarwood Mall in Ann Arbor, as well as Jackson Crossing and our factory location in downtown Jackson, Gilbert Chocolates. We are the sweet soul of Jackson. Lumen Christi Catholic School is guided by our Catholic tradition. We provide the highest quality education and empower students to excel spiritually, intellectually, and emotionally. But to become a Titan is so much more. Our ACT average is 22.1. 46% of our students are enrolled in early college classes, and 98% of our graduates are attending a two or four year college or are enlisted in the military. Are you interested in becoming a Lumen Christi Catholic School Titan? Find out more today. 
Enrollment is open for the 2021-2022 school year. Visit jacksoncatholicschools.org or call 517-435-1026 for more information and to schedule an appointment to visit Lumen Christi. Jackson Catholic Schools, minds at work, faith in action. Hi, I'm Avery Mullen. Over this last year, we've realized just how important family and community can be. Our family would like to say thank you. We truly appreciate you. Vermeulens is still here after 96 years because of the support of our amazing family, customers, and community. From all of us at Vermeulen Furniture, thank, thank you. you. Vermeulen Furniture, for your way of living. Searching for medical supplies can be a challenging aspect of the healthcare system, but with help from Brown's Advanced Care Medical Supplies, you can set your worries aside. Our expert staff takes the time to give each of our customers the personal attention they deserve and are trained to find the right products for each individual. If you can't come to us, then let our delivery team come to you to help set up your supplies so you can get back to what really matters, living your life. Brown's Advanced Care Medical Supplies, locally owned, locally operated, locally loved. Center for Family Health is excited to announce that our school health centers will be fully open and ready to serve this school year. With locations all over Jackson County, the centers make it easy for students and parents to access health care. It's like having a doctor's office in your child's school. Appointments and drop-in care are available. Call 517-748-5500 or visit centerforfamilyhealth.org for more information on how our school health centers can help you. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all in Jackson County for more than 30 years. The Jackson County Tower Building downtown, the uh, tallest building down here, Albert Kahn designed and a glorious second floor ballroom will be unveiled this weekend to the guests of a wedding. It will be in use as an event space. They've completely uh, renovated it. It's restored to its original beauty. They've added bathrooms. I will take you on a tour uh, next week, but it's uh, being used for the first time this weekend. And they're planning a New Year's Eve party where you can party in the ballroom and then go up to the 17th floor and watch the fireworks. So that is a project that's in the works and we'll have more information about that uh, coming up later. Uh, there's a man in Florida, and you know, how often do we talk about Florida man? A Florida man, <laughs> a Florida man uh, captured a gator in his front yard, and a, a neighbor was able to capture the video of the man capturing the gator, wrangling and trapping this alligator with an empty garbage bin. The uh, guy that shot the video, Roy Benilla, uh, said this happened Tuesday. This is Eugene Bozzi maneuvering the gator into the bin. Get in there, come on, come on, get in there. Uh, and then now what are you gonna do? Well, you're gonna set it upright. Can you do it? Almost there. Quick, quick, close the lid. Success. I wouldn't get that close. And the nice ending to the story, he rolled the bin down a hill and set the gator free. <laughs> Man, I think I would have I called Emmons and said, hey, uh, can you pick up our, our things fall? <laughs> oh no, he's just there. They do, I think they can move fast, but yeah, you need the bin back. Back into the wild. Another reason not to live in Florida. Oh, man. Uh, we have a chance for you to make some money. You know the song, uh, the Folgers jingle, the best part of waking up. Can you sing a little bit of it, Brandon? The best part of waking up is Folgers. Well, now uh, you can have the royalties. This is, uh, I would say, the most iconic coffee jingle of all time. Uh, you can spend $70,000, but the royalties forever would be yours. And the royalties are paid out every time a song airs on TV or radio or on the internet. And as long as Folgers is using this song, the, actually the song is uh, titled uh, Real Snowy Morning.
But any time that song is played by Folgers on a commercial, you get paid. And last year, the royalties for that were nearly $12,000. So if you want to bid on this after five or six years, you'll just be getting free money if Folgers keeps using that song. Well, that's it. We're all out of time. Thanks to uh, everybody with us here today. Later on the show this afternoon, we invite you back. We'll have from Henry Ford Allegiance Health, a special guest on recruiting for the hospital, Rachel Whitgen, Lisa Feiner, Yvette Collins from AT&T, Lori LaMontagne, Dave DeBaker, and Rick Walton. Thanks for watching The Morning Show. See you this afternoon. I'm Adrian Sharp. It's not fast food, it's craft food. That's what you're going to get when you visit Dahlenberger's in Jackson and Tecumseh. Dine-in or drive-through, Dahlenberger's does things a little differently with all-natural, house-ground Black Angus beef, Kennebec fries, hand-cut,